0: Meeting Meeting, call call to order. order. Hey
1: guys. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Welcome to episode eight. Oh
1: my God, crazy eights.
0: Crazy eights.
1: We got an eight ball ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, Omar? Danielle,
1: do you know what an eight ball is?
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: (laughs) Anyways, anyways, anyways.
0: (laughs) We're talking about myths and misconceptions. Myths
1: and misconceptions.
0: I'm excited for this episode. I am so ready. This is all going to be opinions. So.
1: We're going to be ranting, talking shit this whole episode. So if you were hoping for something positive this episode.
0: Go to our family episode. Yeah. Because this one's. I'm on my period right now. So, I'm feeling a little bitchy. I'm feeling a little little, a little feisty. I have a
1: little cold and I'm in the process of moving. So, I'm a little bitchy right now. He's on edge. <laughs> if
0: you're in the mood to be a bitch and feel emotions very strongly, listen in because this is the one for you. All right, let's get started. Let's Today.
1: Tanya, what's on today's agenda?
0: Um, We're going to start with misconceptions about ourselves. So Omar is going to talk about some misconceptions um, about me and I'm going to talk about misconceptions about Omar. All right. And then we're going to jump into misconceptions about relationships, careers, friendships and success. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into it. We're going to hit all the points, give our myths and misconceptions. We're going to debunk some. We're going to agree with some myths and misconceptions. Yeah. Should be very interesting. This
1: is going to be a whole, I think it's going to be an iconic episode.
0: I'm a little nervous. I'm, scared. I'm A little
1: nervous. Yeah, so we're going to get into all of these different segments, um, sections of our life. Yeah. I, we've kind of touched base on some of these um, subcategories yeah we've but, kind of had like but we glamorized them a little mm-hmm. bit so Correct. we're gonna we're gonna be real with you guys and we're gonna give you kind of the ugliness of it or the sides that people don't talk about yes so let's get to it
0: all right
1: danielle what are some misconceptions about me
0: Um, my first one is a misconception about Omar is that a lot of people think you're an open book. Yeah. And I think people think that because you are loud, you're very social, people would assume that you're very open and honest about your life because that's the way you put out, right? I
1: think maybe because I'm so, I come off to be so honest with other people, like Mm -hmm. so direct that people would just assume that this is all of me.
0: Yes. But this is a huge misconception about Omar. Um, In my opinion, because I think that Omar is not an open book. I think he's very um, selective and calculated about what other people know and about him.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: I think that's very much you like people are like, oh, because he's so loud, like you can ask him anything and like he'll tell you like he'll let you know anything. But the truth is. Omar hides a lot of of information. He's not an open book. He's not over there like telling you all his secrets and telling you everything. Like there are a lot of things that I did not know about you. And I've known you for a very long time. What was
1: the what was like something that threw you off that I said then?
0: A lot of things that you were into witchcraft as you were younger. Some things that we've talked about off of the podcast, like about your family. We've just talked about a lot of things that have, has never come up. And and, in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, like Omar is not as open as I thought he was. And it's not like you're not honest. It's just, you don't, Spill your business like a lot of people think you do. Yeah. That's a huge misconception um, about you is that you're an open book. I think you're just very selective and, and calculated and careful with who knows your, sh- your shit, which of is course. not a bad thing at all.
1: Of course. And you know. Oh, yeah. So that's, so that's how you know where we're at. Exactly. Period. Oh, that's good. All like,
0: right. What's your first misconception about me? What are you going to address?
1: The first misconception about you that a lot of people like to think uh-huh. is that you're very hardworking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it's not in a bad way, but um, yeah. I, I feel like uh, a lot of people commend you for being so hardworking, mm-hmm. but really, you just know the G-codes.
0: That honestly... And, and honestly, yeah. like,
1: you're kind of lazy. You <laughs> no, know? it's true. You like to find the G-codes. You like to see what's easy, which mm-hmm. is
0: nice. I, I'm going to agree.
1: It allows you to focus your time on other things, but I think a lot of people, like... Um, like, I guess, distant friends mm-hmm. and, like, family friends yes. will always be like, oh, my God, she's so hardworking or, like, she's, like, always doing something. She's always on 10. Right. And I'm like, who, this bitch, the one that stays home every weekend to watch House of Dragons? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> no, but I'll be like, yeah, no, yeah, like, do you know, like, Danielle this? I was like, no, she's been doing this, this, and that. Yeah. But really, like, Danielle's kind of lazy.
0: No, it's true. I I think because, and, and it, it, there's no, like, it's not because there's no truth in me being hardworking. I think for the majority of my life, up until the end of high school, I was very hardworking. Yeah, no, I of was course. always on 10. However, during college and and then after, I just became so burnt out from being on 10 for the first 18 years of my life.
1: No, absolutely. That
0: Now that I'm not, after, as soon as I left high school, I just took it lax with everything I said you know what I don't need to be in 20 clubs I don't need to take a leadership position in in all of these things I don't need to apply myself into 20 different things like I used to because it literally was awful I got it was
1: mentally draining
0: it caused me to get so sick do you remember in high school when I like my health declined because of it like I just learned that I don't need to be that person that's go 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 10 10 10 I've worked hard for 18 years of my life I'm not saying I'm I'm not working hard anymore. I accomplished what I need to accomplish, and I'm taking it easy now. I'm not as hardworking and on 10 as, as a lot of people perceive me to be.
1: You did what she needed to do. I did what I
0: needed to do, and, and I want to let me know. And don't
1: get it twisted because she could still be doing what she needed to do or do, be doing more.
0: Exactly. I could go back to, no, I don't want to. <laughs> no. But, I yeah, I just don't want people to think that, like, I am this crazy, hardworking, like, go-getter, entrepreneur yeah. girly when I'm literally here on my couch with my dog watching reality TV 90% of the time. It's such a
1: misconception because I feel like when mm-hmm. people come come to you for, like, a friendship mm-hmm. or, like, an acquaintance type thing, like, yeah. they're kind of like, mm, well, you're not really, like, giving me what I thought. Yeah. But it's so not you.
0: It's not me. That's you're, not my...
1: You're a lot more chill.
0: I'm way more lazy and chill than I think most people perceive me as. Yeah. All right. Let's What's get next? into yours. I love that. What's next? Your next misconception is that you are unapproachable. Ooh. I say this because Spill I think a lot of people think you're intimidating. Mm-hmm. May, that could be because you're loud. That could be because... Am I loud? You can be. You, demand, you, you command a room with your presence. I'm going to say that. And a lot of people find that intimidating. A lot of people, like as soon as you walk into a room or a space, they're like, oh, shit, like Omar's here. You know, you're 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 talking to people. You're you just command the room with your presence. I don't know how to explain other than that, which is a good thing. I think it's an amazing skill to have, to be honest. Um, And I think that because of that, a lot of people find it intimidating and immediately mark you as unapproachable. Um, And the truth is, Omar is not like that he's very approachable i actually saw this for the first time uh, <laughs> <laughs> last weekend at my birthday party omar was you know mingling with friends of mine that he'd only met once previous before or mingling with people that he's never met before and i saw the way he was talking to them like it was very like just casual and like chill. i've known them for years yeah like he it, it was just like so eloquent and just like It caught me off guard because the way that Omar and I talk is not like that. Yeah. So when I saw you doing that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I could literally, like, have you talk to any one of my friends or someone that you don't know, and I could trust them with you. You know how you can't do that with some friends? Mm -hmm. You're like, I can't leave you alone with this person because they're not going to be able to talk to you. Like, you can hold a conversation with a stranger, and you're very genuine about it. Like, you don't come off as fake. Like, what do you do? It's, like, very genuine when you're talking to them. Like, you're you're very approachable. And I want people to know that. (laughs) He's not a bitch.
1: Think No, literally. I feel like a lot of people think I am a bitch. Totally. But I mean, no, I am. But I mean, like... Not just
0: strangers. I know, but to
1: the point to where, like, you can't come and talk to me. No, yeah. I love... I mean, I love talking, so...
0: He's, you're very good at it. Thanks. It's one of your skills, for sure. Somebody
1: at the party actually came up to me. She was like, I think, you know, like, people used to think you were a bitch, but <laughs> you're so, like, you're so friendly. Like, you, you know, like, you're so cool. And I'm like, thanks.
0: See, myths and misconceptions debunked.
1: I don't, maybe, what? Because I just have, like, RBF? Or what is it?
0: I'm telling you, it's because your presence is so intimidating. That's all I'm it is. I'm not going to talk to anybody. But. <laughs>
1: but. I can yeah but and truly genuinely if you put me in those spaces like I will authentically like absolutely you're not putting up a front I'm not putting up a front like I like meeting new people Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes there's those people who put themselves in the spaces just to talk about themselves
0: you don't do that at all no I saw that firsthand yep that's a that's a great misconception to debunk approach Omar he's very approachable
1: yeah
0: (laughs) almost like don't do it
1: no don't talk to me if I approach you that's different (laughs) Anyways, um, the next misconception about Danielle that people always tell me um, and not that I'm like, oh, no, this, no, that. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, Loki. key. Um, a lot of people think that you were brought up like upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had so many of my family members uh, tell me this, so many like family friends, distant friends, mm-hmm. and they kind of just like think of you as like this upper middle class snob girly vibe sure and for a minute i'm i mean not for a minute i also didn't know but when we had got into the family and friends episode and mm-hmm. you know you and i previously to that when we were outlining that episode we were talking about our struggles we were talking about our parents we were talking about what we had a face growing up right and um even my mom had After she listened to this episode, she had called me and she's like, I never would have thought that's how Danielle was raised, the way that she carries herself. Mm -hmm. Um, I never would have, you know, thought that in a million years, just the way that you are and the way that you perceive yourself to be and, you know, show other people to be like. A lot of people thought that you just grew up um, a lot more privileged than us. Right. Um, And that's that's a huge misconception. Danielle was up in the gutters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Danielle, she knows the struggle and she pushed herself out of it. So, um, for people just, you know, to have that misconception of her just being like, oh, well, you know, things were handed things to were me. Things were handed to me. And, Correct. Um, you had basically like a head start, but it wasn't. No. You started right there with us. Literally. And um, I love that about you. Yeah. So, misconception about Danielle. She I- grew up in the hood too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I definitely can understand why people would think that just because when I moved to California, my dad was already doing very well in his career. He had ranked up in the Air Force. You know, we were able to live in a nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But But that's um, self-made. Yeah. Growing up, we were eating TV dinners and we were receiving donations from my dad's coworkers for Christmas gifts because he couldn't afford it. Like we it wasn't always that way. And we weren't brought up with all of these nice things and family vacations and such like those, those came in time. Those came later. Yes. It, it was a later in life joy that I got to experience. But, um, yeah, that w- that's a, that's a funny misconception. Cause I, I can definitely see that. Like, I remember when I moved to people were like, Oh, I bet you live in Edgewater. And I was like,
1: no, I don't even know what Edgewater is. No, I live in Plumas Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's another hundred K. <100K. laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
0: All right. Let's get into your next misconception. What's my
1: next misconception, Danielle?
0: Um, I think, first of all, all of these misconceptions have to do with you being just like a mean person. A mean persona? Yeah. And I don't know why that is. But my main, one of the misconceptions that I want to talk about is that you're a you're cold and and mean. Mm. And I think a lot of people just automatically assume this because you speak your mind and you're not afraid to. And people are like, oh, well, that's, you know, just a cold and mean person. I don't want to get close to that.
1: I'm just a bitch Yeah.
0: I think that's like the main misconception is that you're just a bitch. But I'd like to counter this point by saying you're actually very warm and very nurturing. Yikes. You're a very nurturing individual. What More so by- than me. I think you low-key match my level when it comes to being nurturing. What do you mean by that? Like... I you're you're a very warm person like when something goes wrong or if I need some help or if like I'm feeling down you would expect like people who don't know you'd be like if you were to go to Omar for advice he'd probably just tell you how it is and like not make you feel very good about it you're actually very good at making somebody feel better when Mm -hmm. whether it's over something stupid or something very serious like you know what to say truthfully but without it coming off harsh or mean or cold or you know Oh, I'm I'm just being real. Like it's not like, it's not that way at all when talking to you. It's very much warm. And the other side of it is that you're actually very (laughs) nurturing. Mm. I remember last, last year I had this awful, awful, awful flu, cold situation. Omar literally made me soup and he brought it over. I think I lived in downtown at the time. So you drove like 30, 40 minutes from your apartment and brought me like a whole pot of homemade soup. And it was amazing. It was so sweet. Yeah. It was fire. It was so good. But yeah, I think that a lot of people don't think you have that side or maybe they just dismiss that that's a possibility because of how you, you know, your outside persona is. But people who really know you know that you are actually very warm and a very nurturing individual. Tell
1: them how I'm about to make y'all dinner tonight. Literally (laughs) after this
0: podcast, I making lasagna.
1: (laughs) So, period. Yeah. Wow, that's so cute. Thanks. I'm about to start crying.
0: Shut up. What's the next one?
1: The Your next misconception um, is that you're a party girl. Um, so, and mind you, like, this is not just me saying these things. Correct. Family friends, you know, distant friends, people who don't even know Danielle. Exactly. Who I talk to. They think that Danielle is, like, this party animal. Like, she... Uh, you know, just from your, like, social media, from, like, your right. Instagram and your Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. she has a drinking hand. She's just kind of a vibe. <laughs> She's always going out. Um, uh-huh. And everybody thinks, like, you are this life of this party. Mm-hmm. You're great. You're a great host at parties. Mm-hmm. But you're not drinking. I'm never drinking. And you want this soiree to be done by 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a huge <laughs> misconception that Danielle is this party girl because it's like, oh, well, she's always going out to dinner. She's always going out to these places mm-hmm. um, and she's always hanging out like with her friends. She's mm-hmm. always out on the streets. Mm-hmm. No, baby, that is a curated story. That's a curated account. That's she, the wants, yeah, she wants you to see what she wants you to see. That's uh, the, the real Danielle goes out. Okay, maybe like once a week. Maybe once every two weeks.
0: Once every two weeks. That's, every that's two very weeks. realistic.
1: And yeah. she wants to be home in bed at 10 o'clock. Literally. Um, anything past that, she's in her mind, she's literally like dreading her fucking life. <laughs> I know for a fact she's like, fuck my life. What did I get myself into? <laughs> the like, whole she time just wants I'm to there. be home. Yeah. So there's this <laughs> huge misconception that Danielle just like loves to be out and about. The real Danielle loves to be alone at home watching TV. It's literally true. I don't, th- I, that's I don't all think I you. I, do. I don't think you and I have ever like sat and watched a movie together. I think you actually love being alone.
0: I love. I can't watch a, like a TV show or watch a movie with somebody else. Like most, Edgar doesn't even watch TV and movies with me. Like we have very few shows that we watch together. But I just like being alone and watching a movie. Like I'm a movie girl. Follow me on Letterbox if you have Letterbox. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's true. Like you were saying, like the whole like on my social media. I'm only posting the highlights of my life. I'm letting that be known right now. I remember when I first moved to LA, everyone's like, oh my God, you're living your best LA life. Like you're always out. And the truth is like, I'm only posting when I'm out. I'm not going to post when I'm at home, binging, you know, TV shows or watching movies all day. I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to post when I'm out. I'm only going to post on my story when I'm out. And that's all you see. So of course it looks like I'm always partying. I'm always out with my friends. Um, I think I do a lot less of that than most people think.
1: You kind of have this little hobbit in her house.
0: I love my home. I stay here 90% of the time.
1: You're like, what's her name from Tangled? (laughs) (laughs) Rapunzel? What the? (laughs) That bitch always home. (laughs) I think it's funny because I feel like people perceive you to be more outgoing Mm -hmm. and like always in the mix. Mm Mm-hmm. But in reality, I feel like that's me. Yeah, I'm always out in the mix.
0: You're always outside. I'm
1: literally, I literally have a cold because I went on a three day bender.
0: Literally. And
1: I don't just post it anymore. What do you, you want to know? I don't want <laughs> to. You wanna don't tell you. even post. I don't even post it anymore. I don't want to tell you where I'm at. Like
0: you're just out and about.
1: I feel like the real girl me is just like, you know, like, stop posting. Like, right. just live the moment. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So, I feel like that's a huge misconception. Like, if you want to see Danielle and her peak, the true Danielle, it's her at home watching House of Dragons. Literally. Eating some vegan conchas and Ooh. with her dog. Yes.
0: Yes. That's,
1: that's peak Danielle.
0: Literally did that. not at a bar. <laughs> I'm never at a bar. And if I am, like, it's just very rare. I, I love being at home. I know, like, it, it shows glamour and... You know, it's all curated. Your house is very
1: glamour, though, so...
0: My my house?
1: Your house is very glamour and cozy.
0: It's because I live here. Yeah,
1: I I love it.
0: I spend 90% of my life here. Maybe because
1: I hate my house, that's why I'm always out. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Wait, true. Wait. That's a thing. I know. That's a thing. Maybe
1: because I hate my cat.
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Anyways.
0: Let's get into some other misconceptions i think we've covered ourselves we done three each three each Mm -hmm. let's get into misconceptions about relationships let's let's get the conversation moving we've talked about ourselves we've done a warm-up let's get into the real dirt here because our relationship episode we talked about how great our relationships are and they are for the most part
1: Uh, yes (laughs) <laughs> go ahead
0: we we gave you know q a we gave advice we did story time but we never talked about the negativity that comes with relationships or the, the things that people don't
1: talk about
0: yeah things that people are afraid to say we're gonna say them
1: let's say them what is the first misconceptions about relationships
0: that having arguments at the beginning of a relationship is a bad sign huh this is a hot take
1: this is a hot take because to me it's 50 50 correct but let's see having arguments in the beginning of a relationship here's my opinion is about side. give it to me what's your opinion i
0: think that having arguments in the beginning of a relationship is very normal because you are slowly learning to be with another person you're learning their flaws you're learning how they communicate you're learning how they think their thought processes their reactions to situations you are seeing all of these things for the first time and you're not going to agree with a lot of it. You are going to butt heads over m- all of it, most likely. You know, I think it is totally normal to have these arguments in the beginning. It is not a bad sign. It's a good sign. Because if, it, in my opinion, if you disagreed with all these things and you didn't argue about it and you just let it go, that is a red flag. And that is a sign for a bad relationship or a, a relationship future red last. flag. Correct. I think that being able to talk it out with that person, maybe an argument form, is not a bad thing. I don't know. I did a lot of arguing in the beginning of my relationship. Did you? A lot. We weren't even dating and I was like angry texting this man like i think it's totally normal you're going to disagree about things because you're learning about a person like you can't just be this agreeable yes man in the beginning of a relationship that's not going to help anybody Mm. you have to get it all out there in the beginning because otherwise you're going to end up in a relationship with somebody that you don't even know or that you're tolerating and nobody wants that don't tolerate your man's get it all out in the beginning that's my opinion
1: she's coming for a throat (laughs)
0: <laughs> i just i just don't like and honestly you're right it is situational and 50 50 like if you're arguing about like i don't know what you'd be arguing about to be honest
1: who me yeah oh girl you don't <laughs> know. what's I've, your
0: opinion on that like do you do you think having arguments at the beginning of a relationship is a bad sign
1: uh, well let me go ahead before i spiel my little comment Mm -hmm. um i actually seen this article today by the gay times oh and they said married sex same-sex couples handle stress and arguments better than different sex couples new study finds
0: i totally well that's very easy to believe believe. so
1: yeah um when it comes to arguing in the first like time in your relationship Mm -hmm. i don't think me and my partner had an argument until we were on like Month, five or six.
0: Oh shit!
1: Like the first months, they were like bliss. Like I, I, they were fucking bliss. What? And the first argument that we had was, I think, something very petty. Uh huh. Um. So I d- I do agree. I do agree that you need to have kind of like these, um, arguments, conversations, rebuttals, so that you see what type of person you're dealing with, mm-hmm. as opposed to being a yes man, and then finally having an argument or, um building that routine to where, okay, we're not going to argue. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to dismiss it or pretend we're dismissing it um, and sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that it is super beneficial to have like these arguments, not, not per se arguments, but you know, like these rebuttals, whatever with your partner, because it's true. It's like, if you don't know what type of person they are, when it comes to a, a deep conversation an intense conversation, mm-hmm. um, or, some like you just bringing up something that you didn't like that they did. And if they blow up, then you're like, fuck, a year later, what did I get myself into?
0: Absolutely.
1: Or it's somebody who is never going to, you know, express themselves or doesn't know how to validate you mm-hmm. in that way. Like, what did we get into? So, it, I think it is such a huge misconception because it's super important to see what type of person they are and how they're handling this absolutely handling your delivery yeah your tone and not just them vice versa are is my tone too hard is my tone too um i don't know too negating because yeah. for i i will say on on your on your end like on you sometimes your delivery can be very strong <laughs> like your delivery can be very harsh
0: yeah i'm just passionate yeah
1: sure <laughs> um like for me it's I need to sit back and wait to say something Mm -hmm. because if not, I'm going to be very disrespectful. Right. But it's, but it's so true. It's like, we should have these conversations. We should have these arguments because I'm not about to dedicate six, seven months. And then find
0: out you blow up and punch walls.
1: Oh, hell no. You know what I mean? Imagine.
0: That's what I'm saying. Oh, my
1: God. That would be like the worst nightmare ever.
0: Like, imagine if they got physical during fights and you don't find that out until like a year in that they're they're. This is how they express their emotions. I'm
1: going to kill myself.
0: Exactly. This all needs to be put out in the very beginning, in my opinion. I love that. I don't know. I'm not dating somebody unless we're in a screaming match before we start. (laughs) That's all I'm saying.
1: Have you ever had a screaming match?
0: No, Edgar doesn't scream. I
1: was going to say, I was like, I don't even think I've ever heard his him raise his voice
0: <laughs> no he never raises his voice at me
1: <laughs> oh I feel like you and I have had higher screaming matches than
0: yeah we don't even scream at each other we're just excited and start yelling <laughs> <laughs> and it's way more intense than me and Edgar's <laughs> arguments ever are I'm fucking
1: dead. <laughs> anyways what is the next misconception about a relationship
0: a huge myth or misconception a lo- that people have is that in a relationship you should wait until marriage to move in together Ooh. This is a strong disagree.
1: So in your culture, mm-hmm. do people wait until marriage to move in together? Absolutely. Because in the Latino culture, it's very much like that's what's pushed of where you live with your parents until you move like till you get married and yeah. then move in with your partner. Like I still have aunts who still live with my grandparents. Wow. Um, because they um, are married. Are waiting for married. Yeah. Or waiting for marriage. Right. Um, same thing vice versa with the men But What do you think about that
0: I know that it's very traditional to lo- Not move in with somebody you're married to For fear of I don't know Whatever pregnancy who knows What they're scared of but I Am a huge huge disbeliever In waiting until marriage To move in together You know I can respect a culture And yeah. understand that that's part of the way Your family works that's totally fine no, But traditional in my values opinion are Yeah I totally I, I totally understand that. But personally, like it, when I have children, I'm not going to let them marry somebody until they've lived with them for at least a year or two, because it's again a year or two. You have to see how this person lives.
1: I need at least six,
0: six years.
1: I need at least <laughs> first. OK, first of all, my brother um, and his. And his girlfriend just got married this last year. His now wife. His wife. After ten years of mm-hmm. living together. Yeah. Or ten years of being together, but they lived together for I think like seven. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I think I need a, I need like fifteen years. Oh my like, god. I need to be steady. I don't know about a year too. I don't know how y'all do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how people get married so quick and then they just move in. Um,
0: that must be weird. Like traditional
1: awkward. values suck. One. Yes. Because. I don't think I could live with my mother until I got married. No, that's fuck. No, yeah,
0: that's. I would literally, much.
1: I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I couldn't do it.
0: I couldn't live with my parents Anyways, until
1: I was married. I, I also agree. I think that you need to live with your partner. You need to see what type of partner, you're, um, what type of partner you have and what they bring into the household. Absolutely. Like, because what if you
0: you're dating someone and you're the the love of your life, right? And then you find out they don't know how to like clean a mirror properly. They leave streaks and shit. No. No. No, 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 no. I, it's essential. It's part of the dating process. Part of the dating process yeah. is to seeing how this person lives day to day and seeing if you could handle it long term.
1: Because if I'm coming home and you on your phone texting all day or on TikTok all day <laughs> and the dishes haven't been cleaned, the groceries haven't been shopped, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because you're not only in a relationship with this person, it is a life partner. And if your life partner doesn't know how to properly take care of their home, it's it's just nasty. You don't want to be with somebody like that. And I cannot imagine signing a legal document saying you're married to this person for life and then you live with them for the first time and they have no real life skills. I cannot imagine. Oh, my God. I, cannot I think imagine. it
1: happens more than we think it happens. Oh,
0: absolutely! And then women are stuck with these men who are useless and don't know how to cook or clean or do anything besides mow the grass, and then they're unhappy for the rest of their lives. That's not happening. Would never happen to me. Ugh. That's nasty. That
1: sounds like a fucking nightmare.
0: Right? Literally a nightmare.
1: Imagine marrying a man and he don't know how to do shit.
0: Ooh.
1: I'd be pissed.
0: Ooh, yeah. I would
1: be pissed.
0: That misconception is is crazy. Huge disagree with nah. that one.
1: What's next?
0: Next is that if you have a good relationship, this is a myth co- misconception, if you have a good relationship with your partner, you don't need other friends.
1: Um, no, <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: So I think the We're, first thing that comes to mind is <laughs> like, <laughs> what are
1: you saying? Who are you saying the other day?
0: <laughs> Those girls who are like, I don't need any girlfriends. Like there's too much drama. My man is my best friend. My
1: man is my only friend.
0: Now look. I I totally am okay with girls being like, look, my boyfriend is my best friend, but he cannot be your only friend. No. He cannot be your only friend. Because I live with my boyfriend. I get sick of him sometimes. I need girl days. I need girl nights. Like there is no way that you can depend on one sole person.
1: Bitch, this is my girls' day right here. <laughs> this is my fucking girls' day. I need a fuck I needed to get out of my house. No.
0: Right? Like what do you what do you think about this?
1: I I also I know I definitely agree. Okay. You need other friends, you know, yeah. your partner. Your uh, partner cannot be your life. Your partner cannot be your life. You no. need um I think it's so important to have friends outside of like friends that you share with your partner. Correct. You Correct. Need one-sided friends, I should say. Yes. That's the best way I can put it. No, yeah. Friends that you can talk about, I don't want to say talk about your partner, but you can tell them things um
0: you can lean on them when shit goes exactly crazy
1: you can confide in them Mm -hmm. um and i think both me and my partner both have like our one-sided friends to where we can go to them and we can just you know be our individual selves before like like how we were before we got in a relationship yes it's so important to have those type of friendships because you feel seen um, because I feel like there's two different things. It's like to feel seen by your partner and with your partner mm-hmm. and then to be, to feel seen by yourself Yes, as an individual, Ooh, you know, I because like it's that. like you can be with your partner and go places with your partner and you guys can have mutual friends, mm-hmm. but a majority of the time they see you guys as one. They see you guys as a couple. So it's so important to be seen as an individual person by yourself, no other partner. And I definitely think that that's so important. And I just think you just need to have your own friends. You need to remember what it feels like to be on your own because if something hits the wall or like you guys are in a tough space, that downfall or like that alone time is going to be a lot worse because you're not going to have anybody to bounce back what you're thinking or, um, you know, things that you want to say, like things that you want to talk about to your friends. And I think Mm -hmm. your friends like, within arguments within your relationship if you share it with your close friends or just like conversations that you want to discuss, your friends are gonna tell you if you're right or or if you're wrong. Right. Like I feel like you and I have conversations and I'm like, okay, tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Validate me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, did this come off too strong? Did this come off too harsh? And I feel like to have though like friends aside from your partner is so important because they kind of, I guess, rationalize you. Yeah. And they will let you know. Because I, I feel like you let me know and vice versa.
0: Yeah. I, I, The way I think about it is if you were to break up, if you and your partner were to break up... Would it be a situation where like where your friends would be like, OK, so whose side do we choose? Or, like, yeah. Who do we stop talking? Yeah. to?" You need to have friends that will stick by you no matter what. If you cheat on your man, are your friends going to stick by you? Mine are. I would never cheat on my man. But I'm just saying like you need friends like that. You need to have friends that are solely your friends that are not your partner's friends. I just think it's very important to live a life outside of your relationship. Your relationship cannot be your whole life. It is not healthy. It is not sustainable. It's it's not going to bring you happiness long term. Yeah. That's my opinion.
1: It's great to have your own friends, shared friends, and your partner have their own friends.
0: You need that as a as a person. Like, I don't know. I just totally disagree with with people who hold themselves and their sole life force. My partner is my only friend. Is my partner? Like, I I just don't think that's healthy at all. It's not. I'm sorry.
1: Period. Wow, damn, that one was deep. Sorry. What's the next one? Get some
0: friends, guys. Next one. We'll do the last one for relationships since we were on this relationship boat. Ooh. A huge misconception is if your partner cheats on you, you're going to leave. Now, look, Ooh. I know how this sounds. We know how this sounds.
1: No, but you know what? We're talking about the reality of relationships. This there, is real. Yeah, this is real. There are people who, okay, listen, when it comes to, um, first of all, let's say that this is a study. Mm -hmm. that we took these polls and these myths and misconceptions from. Sure. So it's true, though. Like when you come to this very long term relationship, a lot of people like to praise, well, you know, my partner cheated and I'm leaving. Like, it's so easy and said and done with.
0: I think in saying it out loud. I think in reality,
1: not a lot of people know or like you're not going to leave your partner.
0: Say it. Tell me it. That's the thing. Like you, you can say all you want If my partner cheats. I'm going to leave sure we can we all say that because nobody wants to be the chump who stays with their cheating partner yeah but at the end of the day how many people are actually leaving that's what i'd like to know i think a lot of people do but i think it's a way smaller number than the people who who stay yeah i think a lot more people stay with their partners than leave that could be because of dependency that could be because of an unsafe uh, relationship that could be because of children that could be because of shame that could be because of divorce fees i don't know what the situation is but i think a lot more people stay than we think
1: oh no definitely right definitely i think it's you're kind of like you're just tied to your person and -hmm. if you leave it's probably because okay you know what like i don't really have much you to don't lose. love that person or i don't really love this person
0: wait this is such a hot take
1: this is no we're we're gonna sound like uh like we're getting cheated on <laughs> no yeah no we're gonna sound like those bitches who are like as long as he knows where home is No. you know what i'm saying <laughs>
0: yeah
1: as long as he knows where home is
0: disclaimer it, no I've never been cheated on my man is faithful he doesn't go out nothing goes crazy
1: i can't stand you <laughs> Your men, don't, your men don't go out without you bitch I know, that's <laughs> all
0: i'm saying I, i'm not saying that i get what he's cheated on i'm just saying this is a m- general myth, myth, and myth and misconception is that if your partner cheats or is unfaithful people leave but it's the, the reality is people don't
1: but it's the truth it's like we are saying these things that people don't either don't want to say or don't want to hear
0: exactly it's the truth the and truth is people don't leave
1: and in reality People stay.
0: People stay all the time. The, not, the bitches who not, are on their Instagram and Facebook post saying like, we've been through so many ups and downs. Cheating. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's cheating.
1: It's cheating. <laughs> but you know what? Like <laughs> being in a relationship now, like mm-hmm. in a real relationship to yes. where you actually put yourself forward mm-hmm. or put yourself forth in that relationship and actually invest to in yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, I completely, I get it. I understand you. Yeah. Cause what are you going to do? You're not like it's, you've, You've dedicated a lot of years right. and sometimes you can move past it and sometimes you can grow from it. Yeah. But if it's continuous, bitch, you're crazy.
0: Yeah. Honestly, like right now, my current feeling is if my partner were to cheat on me right now, yeah. I'd leave a thousand percent. But it's so easy uh, to say that.
1: I, I don't think you would. Really? I don't think you would. I'd like
0: to think I would. I, I th- don't know if that's true, though.
1: I think you're very codependent.
0: Let's not test it.
1: <laughs> I think you're very codependent, Danielle. Yeah. I do.
0: I have a lot of friends outside. I have a lot of friends. No, I
1: do. No, I definitely. No, you definitely have a lot of friends. You have a lot. Of, you have a huge support system. hmm Um, uh, to a certain extent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think there is that codependency that you need.
0: I think I'm just a relationship person. You
1: are ugh. You are. You've always been. That's why I'm saying I I don't think that you would leave. (laughs) And it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes. This is real, guys. For better and for worse. Sometimes you can not that we're accepting it. That's not it. an invite for, not, yeah, for my partner that, to start cheating. Not that we're accepting it. Not yeah. that we are allowing it. Not that we're praising cheating. Yeah. It, this is a it's a deep conversation. Yeah. And it is very... This it,
0: is an ugly thing that a lot of people yeah, don't want to talk about. It's
1: the ugliness behind the beauty. And it's more now, like, I feel like I'm always reading about this, especially in the queer community, mm-hmm. that um, a lot of these queer relationships are very polyamorous. Mm. Or they're, like, unsaid polyamorous to where, like, you know, they don't really have that conversation, but they're pushing for, you know, really open relationships open about the relationship. Yeah. And it's kind of a lot of I see um, two sides of it. Not that I see two sides of it. I, when I'm reading and I'm hearing about this. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to people who are like, yeah, like cheating is kind of natural now these days. Damn. And especially in the queer community. So why are you not open? Damn. And then I That's see. Scary. And then I see other people who are like, it's only natural because you guys are pushing this agenda.
0: Correct. Ooh,
1: we can be. Monogamous. <laughs> people are just pushing the agenda that queer people cannot be monogamous.
0: Correct. So, and wow. not just queer people,
1: it goes to, you know, heteros as well.
0: Oh, I hate that argument that males say, oh, it's biology for men to reproduce with as many people as possible.
1: Okay, Nick Cannon.
0: Right? Uh-huh. Right? But Like, don't push that.
1: Yeah, but when we're talking about this, it's like, you know, this relationship, it's like you've kind of devoted, if you really devoted yourself to that person it's not going to be that hard to leave and you know correct um i've i've seen it in other people's relationships mm-hmm. um and before i got with my partner i was like bitch you're stupid mm-hmm. or like dude you're like so dumb mm-hmm. but now being in this you know now being in a really devoted relationship it's mm-hmm. like if this were to happen to me i would absolutely be torn yeah but i don't think i could leave just yet
0: i'm going to be honest i i can say right now i i would leave i don't truly believe that yeah. Damn! No! 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 No!
1: <laughs> yeah, and but it's, it's
0: true. We're being truthful, guys. This is what you're here for. We're if, not here to lie and bullshit to your face. And if like, you think
1: we're and if you think we're stupid, just wait until you get into a relationship. Yeah, into a really devoted relationship.
0: Uh, it it's just a tough situation. This is a hard conversation to have, and we're fucking having it. Yeah, that's you know, all we're like, saying.
1: You you kind of intertwine yourself with your mm-hmm. partner. You. I don't want to say you become one, but technically you do. Like you, if you really to are... to certain extent, yeah. Like if you're a real relationship and you're working for to push yourself forward in both ways, mm-hmm. like this is not something. Hopefully, it's not something that would happen,
0: right? I, but it, yeah.
1: potentially it could happen, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to deal with not it. As, you're. It's not as easy to walk away as a lot of people perceive it to be. Correct, as, especially in today's um, like culture and society. Mm-hmm. Like people perceive it to be as like, oh yeah, you know, like. You know, a lot of, you know, pop star, celebrity rappers, mm-hmm. more like when it comes to mind is like City Girls, Megan The Stallion. Let's use Megan The Stallion, for example. Oof. She perceives, you know, like I can get as many men as I want. I choose the one I want. Yep. Um, if he ever did me dirty, I would leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In reality, she made the song <laughs> and then she made the song. Um, I forgot what it's called. Just basically talking shit about her man saying she broke up with him. A month later, she was with him mm-hmm. after saying that he cheated on her and stuff like that. So we have a lot of these, you know, female rap artists who are kind of perceiving this to be as like, oh, well, you know, he cheats on me, Ollie, where I can cheat on him with multiple right. men, and you know, it's nothing. So, but even your fave girlies are all tied down in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, city girls are in a relationship. You know, Nikki's in a relationship. Yeah. Um. So it's. It's kind of like this false narrative that Correct. that we're given. Yes. And um, I love that we brought this up because it's true. Like sometimes when you devote yourself to a person and they're just like and they do cheat and you're like, well, fuck, what is it about me? Or yeah. what am I not doing good enough? You know, that's your
0: immediate reaction.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you say, mm-hmm. "Ooh."
0: i don't want to talk. I'm, tough, I'm freaking myself out tough con i know this is just this is a very tough conversation like this is stuff that nobody wants to say out loud and i honestly believe it's true i think that it's it's a lot more complicated than most people put out that's all we have yeah. to say
1: wow that was um that ah! was interesting <sighs> breather let's, let's we are not condoning cheating
0: we and if, that's the thing, we're you, not saying cheaters are great people and they're going to always be forgiven. Like, we're I. Just,
1: we're just breaking down the reality of relationships. This stuff. is the
0: reality of it. A lot of people don't leave. It's it's the truth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the but truth.
1: But if you ever, what is it? If y'all man ever cheated and y'all need somebody to bust his windows and, you know, pop call his us. tires. Call me. Call us. I love that. Oh, what is I it? love a revenge. Is it arson? It's not arson, huh?
0: Um, I think it's just like destruction of property.
1: Yeah. I love doing that. Vandalism. I love, I always see, I see this, um, TikTok where it's like, if you like him, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) That's so me. Me. That's so me. I feel like that's us. (laughs) It's true. That wraps up our myths and misconceptions about relationships.
0: All right. What are we moving on to next, Omar?
1: (sighs) Next, we're going on to the myths and misconceptions about careers.
0: Ooh. We haven't touched career. on this. Ever. We haven't.
1: We haven't touched. We've like
0: we've said sett- what we've
1: talked about careers and yeah. you know, goals and stuff like that, but we haven't really talked about you know, kind of like the ugliness about careers and um, yeah, that you know, whole the, journey, the myths and misconceptions. I feel like more for, I would say more for you. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's more of like. A lot of people perceive that, you know, like you love your job, you're, you do love your job, you do love your job, but it's like, you know, you're very career driven and like, you know, you're always pushing for more, but like people don't talk about like the ugliness or the the reality of finding a career. Because you know what? Like these boomers and these Gen, um, what is it? These millennials mm-hmm. were very much, like, work-driven, and they were like, you know, you have to put up with everything, and you have to stay with your company. Company loyalty is such a big thing. Like, you need to retire with the same company you started with.
0: Oh, we're about to get into this. And you know
1: what? These these Gen Z motherfuckers, we're going to tell you now, brand company loyalty is not a real thing. It's BS. No. I, I love li- my company. I but literally <laughs> leave. I, you love your company. I but do. <laughs> you know what? Let me not say anything. <laughs> let's get
0: into the first misconception
1: what is the first one
0: the first myth or misconception about career your career is that it should be revolving around something you're passionate about now this is a big one
1: get into it tell me about it
0: okay so a lot of people say when you're in high school or when you're starting school what are you passionate about that's what you should major in yeah what are you passionate about that's what you should do for work for the rest of your life because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life so you should be passionate about it to some level i disagree I disagree.
1: First of all, that's such an American thing. Correct. To be passionate about what you're going into.
0: Why do you have to be passionate about work? Who's passionate about work? I'm sorry, but work is not fun. Work is not cool. Work should not be the main driver of your life. That is a sad, capitalistic way of thinking. That's my opinion. I don't think that you need to be necessarily very passionate about what you do in your life. I think, you know, you should have a, a certain level of love for it, a certain level of appreciation for it. Maybe but, not
1: love, maybe like interest.
0: Sure. Sure. An interest.
1: Cause interest is different than love. I feel like you have to have like some sort of interest in it, mm-hmm. but to love your job. Mm, I love my job. If you love your job, you're probably not getting paid enough.
0: <laughs> so I think that you don't need to necessarily be passionate about your career.
1: No. I think
0: here's my opinion. Rather than being passionate about something and making that your career, I think that you should choose a career based on your skill. If you're very, very good at something, that's what you should do. You shouldn't do something because you love it and because you're passionate about it. I think if you're good at something, do it. That's what you should do.
1: That's the reality.
0: Right? You just
1: gave me a reality check.
0: Yeah. Like, just because you love it doesn't mean you have to force yourself to do it for the rest of your life. Like.
1: And that's, and that's what scares me is that, you know, I always see people who are like, you know what's your passion go after your passion mm-hmm. but it's like that's all you hear yeah but yeah. and it's and the reality is it's like if you're passionate about it and sometimes maybe it's like therapeutical...
0: keep it as a passion don't do it 40 you, hours a week yeah
1: if you do it for monetary reasons you're going to hate it
0: you're going to learn to hate it correct yeah. that that's exactly why cuz like that's all i heard like choosing a d- um A major in college they were like choose something you're passionate about and my mind was like i'm not passionate about shit i'm not passionate about anything i'm not passionate about animals i'm not passionate about helping people i'm not passionate about doing anything studying anything i just want to make money and currently, I, I love my job, but I'm not passionate about it. No. I'm not passionate about FPNA and finance. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, my
1: God. You're not passionate about finance? You know studio? what I mean?
0: Like, I'm not passionate what about it. What is your it. problem? I'm just doing it because that's the way my career turned out to be. Like, I, th- I just think it's a huge m- m- misconception that people have to have this crazy amount of passion to do a job.
1: No, you need a career that's going to finance the life you want to live.
0: Correct. Exactly.
1: Go do your little nine to five, pick up that check and then
0: do what you really want to do. Do what
1: you really want to do.
0: That, that's just my way of viewing it. Maybe because I don't have a passion. Like if I were passionate, like, oh, I want to help people for a living. Then good for you. You know, if you're good at it, good so at it. Even better. I love helping people.
1: Yeah, I would. I feel like I would love helping people. But people working in nonprofits. Yeah. It paid shit.
0: That's what I'm saying. And we also have to be real. Like, coming from our background, we can't necessarily do things we're passionate about.
1: No. Like... No, that's not our generation. Why was I thinking about this the other day? Yeah, Like, we can't I was like, you know what? Like, um, no, I can't be passionate. Like... You don't have room to be passionate. I need to build generational wealth. We need wealth. I need to...
0: That's the truth. That's the fucking truth. Because people who have set up in the Trust Fund babies, they're the one majoring in dance, music, doing fun shit, like passionate shit. I don't have room to do that. I don't have room to be passionate about, you know, doing, majoring in something cool like environmentalism. I can't do that. It's not going to pay my bills. It's not going to pay the lifestyle that I want. That doesn't work for somebody who doesn't have something to fall back on financially. I have to create a financial future myself and majoring in something that I'm passionate about is not going to work out for me. So
1: in conclusion, thanks to our parents.
0: We have to major in something we're not passionate about. We have to
1: major. No, we have to work in a career that we're not passionate about. Yeah to build generational wealth
0: yeah because Damn. if i was really passionate i'd be signing up for singing lessons i'd be on broadway i don't have room to oh do that oh my god i would do broadway i'd go on broadway no, in a i would heartbeat. do
1: Broadway. I feel like you'd be amazing in broadway
0: right if i need a lot of vocal lessons but i would love to do that
1: one time danielle hosted a murder mystery dinner <gasps> and <gasps> i will say this, that was my first role i in, will say the production this, this this bitch is meant for the arts <laughs> who did i give you that role
0: Yes, you did. I, was, I put on a Southern accent the entire I was say, production. I was gonna say, how
1: did you get that role? Did I give you that role?
0: I think I was assigned that role. I was I the most I qualified for that role. role. Thank you so, very much.
1: So, I think Danielle needs to be on Broadway.
0: I could if I was a trust fund baby and I, I had the I resources would, to do that. I think that. I would
1: be a great what is it? Director of Broadway.
0: Mm. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Maybe in another life.
0: In In conclusion. Thanks,
1: mom. It's not always <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's not always doable. To, it's not always realistic to have a career in that something you're, you're passionate, passionate about. about. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reality of it. We can't all be passionate about our career. Find something that you kind that. of like,
1: stick with it. Yeah. And then just keep going. Yeah. That's the truth. Damn.
0: It is the truth. I'm sorry. I know it sounds ugly. The truth is ugly, okay?
1: And once again, these are myths and misconceptions that we are debunking. We're debunking these so myths and misconceptions. If you disagree, Write to us. Let us know.
0: Let us know. If you really think you need to be passionate about your job, maybe you are
1: passionate and um, you think you can change our mind, let us know. We might talk about you on the episode.
0: We'd love to you know what? We'd love that. If you have some opposing opinions, let us know. Because Omar and I are only hearing our side of this. You know, we're not hearing anybody barking back. Correct. We agree with
1: each other. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're not we're not fighting each other. We're just agreeing with each other's nonsense. So if you have an opposing view, let us know. Anyways. What's the next misconception the about next career? The next
1: misconception is you have to suffer at the bottom to get to the top.
0: Ooh. This is, the, like this you is, were saying. This is
1: such a millennial boomer type Correct. Of yes. That you need to start from the bottom and work your all the way up to the top.
0: Or that you need to be mistreated at the bottom. Yes. And you need to deal with it yes. to get to the top.
1: No, ma'am. Nope. Something nope, about nope, nope, me nope. is if I'm being mistreated, I'm, I'm out. getting another job. I'm out. No.
0: Yeah. A lot of people, honestly, a lot of people still think this way. Gen Zers think this way. Maybe it was just the business school, but everybody in the business school was like, oh, you have to work 100 hour weeks. You have to like sleep at your cubicle.
1: No. Otherwise,
0: you know, you have to earn your spot. That's how no. you do it. That's how you you build yourself up in your career. You have to harden yourself for your career. And I honestly. For
1: what? To work for a company that's going to expect that from you for the next 50 years? For the years? rest of your
0: life. No. The directors, the MDs at those companies, they're old, they're wrinkly, they're divorced three times over. Their children don't talk to them that's the reality of of creating that sort of life that's that's where you start and that's how you end up
1: no you need to be giving because if you're giving 110 they're going to think you're going to be 110 every single day for the rest of your career
0: we're just not going gonna gonna to give you 40 percent yeah
1: and then when i give you 80 when you're i'm being gonna paid be, you're going to be shocked correct and you're going to be like okay i see what you can do and then when i give you the 120 uh-huh. boom it's different but no like i'm not about to do that Maybe because I didn't go to business school, <laughs> I don't know. But I am not about to be treated like shit or work yeah. all these extra hours. Give me forty hours a week. Yes, I will get it done in twenty-five.
0: I definitely think this is just like
1: until this till this day. It's I, fear. I still get my shit done in like twenty-five hours. Yeah, a week. like I really don't need the Let's forty. Let's be
0: realistic. We don't work forty hours a week. I uh, mean,
1: I I mean I do. I don't. I do, but. Hmm. I, re- I get my tasks done, like, in 20 hours a week. Like, it's, like, what is, why are we still pushing this agenda to work extra hours, work after hours, work holidays? Yeah. For what? What's
0: the fascination with breaking the youth and making them work until they commit suicide? No. What's, what is that about? First
1: of all, I'm in my 20s. I'm going to try to work as little as possible. Correct. Yes. I'm not going to build um any, like, I'm not going to build shit. Nope. Maybe in my thirties, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not pushing this agenda where, you know, you need to start from the bottom. Work is hard to get all the way to the top. If you're smart enough, you can find the cheat codes. That's the thing to cut up. That's the thing. Why are we still using like these old techniques? Why are we still using these techniques that boomers started? Every time I go to a new company, I'm always like, okay, this is how you guys are doing it. I'm going to find an easier way to mm-hmm. do it and I'm going to find a new way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to implement it. If you guys don't like that, that's fine, but that's, how I'm going to do it. Like, why are we still following these boomers and these millennial fucking, you know standards like right rel- yeah. up. Yeah,
0: this mind, this mindset is very like, it's just weird. And honestly, I thought that's how I was gonna be going into like the financial field. I thought that I was going to be bottom of the barrel, doing busy work, just like hating my life, being talked down to.
1: Because that's what that's is the like, normal. Yeah, like, quote that's unquote what normal. Saying, that's
0: the norm. Exactly. And then when I got to my current job, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm treated with respect. Oh my god, I'm not being worked to the bone. Oh my god my managers are actually teaching me and not giving me busy work all the time. Oh my God. Like this is not the reality that everybody is instilling you with. Like when you're in college, this is not the reality. Don't settle for that shit. If you're being mistreated at your job, get a new one,
1: get another one,
0: get another one. That's all
1: period. Ooh, you went off (laughs) anyways. What's next?
0: Let's move on to success. I think we've talked about career enough, you know, we, we've got our, our shoes dirty. Let's full fledge into the dirt. We're going to talk about success and the myths and misconceptions about success.
1: Okay, the first one struggle mm-hmm. while you're young to live better in your late years.
0: This is a. The, the first thing that comes to mind is those Forex guys on Instagram. Like, what are y'all doing? I just made 40 bands before lunch. Like, look.
1: First of all, you work under somebody who works under somebody who works <laughs> it's under It's a pyramid scheme, babe. Get Anyways. over it. <laughs> Anyways, ugh.
0: I don't like this mentality. A work lot of people have this.
1: Work hard now and then live good when you're older. Mm-hmm. No.
0: That's a lot of people's. I think it's a boomer mentality. Like it kind of goes back to like career, where you have to suffer at the bottom to get to the top, and no. that's how a lot of people think now. It's like. You have to work hard while you're young because you're capable so that you can have a better life when you're older.
1: First of all, the fucking earth is going to burn in (laughs) 2050 (laughs) because of global warming. You think we're not going to make it that far. Literally, we're not going to make it that far.
0: You can't even reach into your 401k because because, we won't be here for it. it. No,
1: it's literally because of you boomers and millennials.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot.
1: Um with your fucking carbon footprint. Mm. You want me to spend my 20s and my 30s working hard so that I can potentially take maybe, advantage of it. Maybe reach 50 if the world is still here. If
0: we don't have a World War 3, if yeah. global warming doesn't flood us, if and the I don't fucking, have health yeah. issues.
1: Yeah. I'm not crippled. You... And then maybe go on a trip? Are you fucking kidding me?
0: No. No. Take the trip to Mexico today.
1: Go on that trip now.
0: Now. Spend take the PTO. Money.
1: Buy that car.
0: Buy that car. Do a shopping spree.
1: Your boyfriend doesn't listen to us and be like, oh, no. Edgar's is a not. big believer. He's in like, that is not great financial
0: advice. Oh, I know. He'll be like, that's so irresponsible. Edgar is very, Edgar's not taking a PTO day.
1: I need him to be an auto broker so he can get me my next car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um no i'm not doing this no i'm I'm a strong
0: believer in living your life in your 20s it's like when are you going to be hot and in your 20s and young your skin is still tight it's not sagging yet like
1: but we're not i'm not going to say it next (laughs) um i love how we kind of have this mentality of like ah we have to build generational wealth this is not but we're also like i'm going "Mm, out yeah but we're not doing it while we're 20 what the (laughs) fuck
0: We're just, a, listen, we're 20, we're young, we're stupid, we don't know about life yet. Let us talk our shit, okay? a 23 and me. 23, I'm I'm oh, we're the same age.
1: I know, Aww. 23 and me.
0: You know what I mean? Like, mm. let us talk our shit, okay? You were saying, everybody says dumb shit when they're young. Let us do it, in peace. Thank you very much. I'm not
1: saying dumb shit, I've never said dumb shit in my life.
0: I, I say dumb shit all the time. No,
1: yeah, you do, but I'm <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I have another one so Uh-oh. it's not on here but we talked about it oh um to be successful you have to be your own boss
0: oh you have
1: to have your own company you have to be your own boss you know being an entrepreneur being um like self-made or what is it not self-made just self-owned kind of self-owned having your own company mm-hmm. um and this goes back to what I was saying is that you know these influencers, these artists are pushing this agenda. Totally. Of, you know, being your own self-made boss, getting your own LLC and shit like that. That's how you be successful. Mm-hmm. First of all, <laughs> not, Talk a, a shit. <laughs> not a lot of y'all are good business owners. <laughs> because like, I'm looking at some, like some people, like they have their own business. Kudos to them. But like, you guys have like the most unrealistic rules um What do you mean? I would say more beauty gurus and like Ooh. more women, not women, but like women and men working in like, you know, the beauty era of just like, it can come to like lash checks and come to lashes, mm-hmm. um, hair and stuff like that. Like sometimes these, uh, you know, like these self made business owners have like the most dumbest <laughs> rules when it comes to like their <laughs> salons. That's what I can think of. <laughs> but the same thing when it comes to like, you know, owning your own clothing business and stuff like that. Like, um, a lot of you people are not, well, not a lot of you people. I'm going to say people, some people are not very well educated on the business aspect. So mm-hmm. they think that they can do like a 400% markup and it's going to sell. Yeah. Um, a thousand percent. I've seen uh, You know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Like, and who's going to tell you. Yeah. And then you hate your life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you're mad and you're spewing hate for me. I'm not going to be, um, I don't want to be my own fucking boss. Because usually when you're your own boss, it's not 9 to 5. It's 9 to 9. Exactly. It's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m.
0: Your entire life is your business at that point. You're working
1: from home and you're always in stress. You're always thinking about what's next. You're trying to. You can't truly unplug. You're doing marketing. You're doing, you know, you're talking to your own clients Mm -hmm. all the time. Fucking all day and all night. No.
0: Personally, I would not I and would my, not want to do that.
1: And on my personal phone.
0: Mhm.
1: No, sir. No. No, ma'am. No. I, I like to clock out at
0: the end of the Yeah,
1: week. I love having a boss that I'm on payroll. Mhm. I do my little, you know, I do my 40 hours and I leave.
0: That's it.
1: I leave and that's it. Yeah. You know? So I think, you know, pushing this agenda that to be successful, you have to be your own boss is so annoying.
0: It's bullshit.
1: Because it's not as glamorous as you guys make it seem. Nope. You guys think you're gonna be your own boss, file a fucking tax ID number, <laughs> and then go get a G wagon out <laughs> and,
0: and it half up? of LA, and
1: write it and write it off on your next fucking. What is it? <laughs> your on, tax write-offs. On your tax, on your tax write-offs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like how fucking from Shits Creek.
0: I don't watch that show.
1: Oh my god, I'm sorry. watch Schitt's Creek. He goes and he buys a bunch of shit and he's like, "Oh, it's a write-off."
0: Oh my god. And then his
1: dad goes who writes it off <laughs> because the write-off people do
0: stupid
1: so i don't want to be my own business person no what do you think about this
0: i i think it kind of ties into um working hard like oh you have to grind you have to work hard to be successful i don't think that's necessarily true i i I think that it's okay to not kill yourself and build your own business from the ground up and still manage to be successful. You don't need to do that. Yeah.
1: I'd rather work for a company and then just buy them out or some shit.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> like I want to be on the back end like you know how people who want to make movies are like I want to be the director I want to do this like yeah I just want to be, be the person who funds it and then profits off of it at the end like I'd love to be an executive producer of a movie and just like put up the funds and then it's like an investment you don't oh, have yeah. to do anything I'm not doing the heavy lifting I'm not oh, going to yeah. direct I'm not going to do any of that stuff I'm not doing casting I'm going to relax I'm going to pay my dues and then you know receive the money at the end when the residuals come in
1: I will say casting is so fun
0: I know. <laughs> Casting is so fun. But but it all ties back like you want the outcome without having to do all the work. At least that's my mentality. No, definitely. I don't want to work hard. No, definitely.
1: Money. That's me. That's why I'm trying to fucking get into the real estate market. Yeah. and fucking Passive income. Having rentals that's and having dream. passive income. That's the truth.
0: I'm not trying to work for my money. I want to make money doing nothing. That is my dream. That is the real
1: goal. Yeah. So for y'all pushing this, get your own LLC agenda. Shut up. Shut up.
0: Literally just shut up.
1: You're going to get an LLC and then what?
0: And then what? You think that lip gloss business is going to take you to the moon?
1: Cakes by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goddamn. Call them out. Is it? <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Donuts
1: by. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I going to say treats by Zanica. <laughs> Nah, but if they, but if she actually made a little fucking bakery, I would support it.
0: I'm in it. I'm in I'm on it. Not gonna
1: it. lie, that's somebody who I would support. Oh, <laughs> bitch, make a fucking mean old, What is it?
0: She'll make a mean tiramisu. Okay. What, is what did she make? She makes tiramisu. I was gonna say falafel.
1: It's not falafel.
0: Oh, baklava.
1: She made a mino baklava. That
0: baklava was good. That bitch had
1: me thinking I was in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
0: The let's move on to friendships
1: oh my god we went on a tangent. that was funny
0: sorry if you think we're bitches but you know what you're here for this is episode eight if you don't know what the deal is by now
1: period i
0: don't know what you're what you're here for all right you know who it is you know what the deal is come on come but on we sound like
1: local rappers right now right you we? know who the fuck it we is relax. <laughs>
0: the fuck down. you know what the fuck the deal is <laughs>
1: anyways and <laughs> mis- misconceptions about friendship
0: okay first one if you have no friends, something is wrong with you. So this is a myth um, that if you have friends, something's not. If you have no friends, something is wrong with you. Yeah. I don't think it's a myth.
1: You don't think it's a myth?
0: I think it's true. If you don't have friends, something is wrong with you. Of
1: course.
0: I think it's a myth. Okay?
1: Ooh, girl, you, you just want me to throw shade right now. The, you just want me to the be petty. From the wise
0: words of Rosie, my friend Rosie, a bitch with no friends is weird as fuck. No yeah. That's a red flag. What That's did all I they, gotta what did say. They
1: say. Reflect on yourself. <laughs> or what was it? <laughs> Prioritize, Prioritize yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. I I,
0: I, bel- I believe this. Honestly, like I think it's very I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking because I have a lot of friends and I make friends easy. We both do. But if you don't have friends, that speaks volumes about you um i think there are so many people in this world and to not have somebody else to lean on to depend on in any way shape or form something's wrong with you or you're just not someone who likes friends which is totally fine but Mm. if you don't have friends because you can't make any friends it's a red flag for me i
1: don't know i don't know how i feel about this
0: go ahead speak on it
1: i i will say i am one to um how would i say this i am one to kind of Go towards somebody who does not have friends.
0: What Because
1: I like to be like, well, why don't you have friends? Oh, uh, you're weird. And I'm like, if you don't have friends, I could be your friend.
0: You're a fixer-upper.
1: Maybe I am. Not me. But you know what? Like, I, I think it's, I think I like to, t- I don't want to say target. Target's so horrible. I know. Like, <laughs> no, but like, I, something about me intrigues.
0: You just float I'm intrigued, towards them. No, I'm
1: intrigued by somebody who does not have friends, and I'm like, well, why don't you have friends? You're like, weird. You know, like, is it because you know you're a little weird? Is it because <laughs> you're a little funny? Like, are you misunderstood? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like. I feel like I'm sometimes I'm attracted to that, like because I like being friends who are very different than me, or I like friends who are different than me. Fair enough. So I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like I've made really good friendships this way
0: with people who don't have friends yeah okay
1: and i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong
0: no that's fine you can totally like want to have friends that you're intrigued by who are lonesome that's your deal that's fine personally
1: maybe i just like outcasts
0: that's what I'm personally i want my bitches fully formed that's
1: what i'm saying i'm not gonna invite you to brunch <laughs> you go and sit in the corner and sketch Ugh, that's me. I'm a fixer upper.
0: You're a fixer that's that's the only difference. I'm sorry, I sound like a bitch. I just don't like friends that I have to like work on. I just don't have time or patience for it at this current stage of my life.
1: Hey, not that I fiend off of it. Okay. <laughs> so don't come off and say like, it's like a oh, vampire. Like you like you look for damaged friends. No, <laughs> I don't. But to a certain degree I am a fixer upper. Yeah. Anyways, next one. Friendships are a key source of happiness. This is a myth. Ooh. Um,
0: I, I'm going to disagree with the fact that this is a myth. I think this is true. Mm -hmm. I think that friendships are a key source of happiness. Speak on it. I maybe personally, I'm going to speak personally because that's all I can do. Personally. I feel very joyous and very happy when I'm with my group of friends. Oh yeah. If you don't feel that way with your friends, that's your business. I don't know what the deal is. Personally, I think my friendships are a key source of happiness. My relationship brings me happiness, but my friendships, it's a whole other level of happiness. Because at the end of the day, you need these people in your life. These people will not leave you for stupid shit. These people are there for you on a whole other level than, than most people in your life. I think friends are just a valuable, valuable part of of your well-being. You need friends to be happy in my opinion.
1: Of course.
0: Um and for me they they bring me a lot of happiness. It's not my only form of happiness, but it is one of my main keys of ha- my my main sources of happiness.
1: Oh no, I definitely agree. Right? Yeah, this is um a myth that we both disagree on. Yeah. Friendships are definitely a key source of happiness. Right? You need um you know your friend circle. You need I would say not even like quantity, it's more of quality. You quality. Need you need those friends to where like, you know, like you can vent to them or you can go out and have your moments with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely need to have friends. Definitely. Uh, it's it's just kind of a development of who you are. And it's the older you get. Like, it's true. It goes back to if you don't have friends, you're weird. Yeah. But if you can't make friends and you can't hold friends, like now you're weird. That's just something about you. Because we know bitches who can't have friends, mm-hmm. who can't hold down friends. It's a red flag. Yeah. They're strange. We know a couple. Ooh. We know one. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's like you definitely need to have friends because if you don't have friends and you're saying all these fucking things, like you think you're absolutely right about everything. Correct. Um, And your friends are going to tell you what's up. Yeah. Because good friends will. Yeah, because you may think like, you know, like people are talking about you and then like you want to like, you know, talk shit. Mm-hmm. But like in reality, like if you actually had friends to tell you that nobody's talking about you, girl. Mm-hmm. No or, yeah. Or like No, yeah. No, you're just being delusional. You're being Then bitch. you wouldn't look stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Like
0: the, like thinking about
1: this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> That kind of ties into our last myth and mis- misconception is that the right friends will back you no matter what. Yeah. That is a very large myth. Um, the right friends will back you no matter what.
1: I, Danielle, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I think you and I have developed this friendship, but I. I'm not going to back you up on everything.
0: No, I, I, I literally re- can recall so many instances where I've asked you for advice and I said, I want to do this. And you said, no, you're dumb if you do that. I did it anyway. But and there- you regretted it L- a little bit, Some a little bit, some things you've regretted, some things, but you have your friends are not going. The good friends will not be yes men and tell yeah. you everything you want to hear and back you no matter what. If. My, like, this is the first example. If my friends, one of my friends were going to cheat on their boyfriend, I wouldn't be like, yeah, fuck yeah, oh cheat God. on him. I would be like, girl, what are you doing? Like, where are you at And like, What's going on? Like, why would you do that? That is an awful, horrible thing to do. I I wouldn't back them for that. I'd be there for them. And, you know, I'd deal with that with that. Like, I'd be there for them to deal with that. But I wouldn't support their decision. I wouldn't support that. I wouldn't praise that. At the end of the day, because that's what a good friend does. You're not going to agree with everything your friends do. You need to put them in check. You need to make sure they're good people. You can't just let them do whatever and agree with them because they're your friend.
1: Yeah, your friends are a reflection of what you are. Absolutely. And if you can't be straight up with your friends and tell them that they're wrong, vice versa.
0: And if they can't handle it, drop them. (gasps) Drop them. That's the truth. Damn.
1: But it's true, though. Like I, I love having friends who are not yes men. Yeah. I love having friends who tell me straight up, even though sometimes I don't like it. Oh yeah, I need I need the truth. I need the reality because I'm a very stubborn person, mm-hmm. and ninety um, percent of the time I think I'm always right. And usually yeah. I am always right. Like <laughs> a lot of people don't tell me I'm wrong, but you know, like if you tell me like mm, no, um, usually you agree with me most of the time. Yeah, but you have told me a few times like no, like I don't I don't think that's best, or you know, let's think about something else. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: I think you're better at this than I am.
1: It's so important. Yeah. It's so important because I do it to you because I would, you know, maybe one day I'm making a hard decision mm-hmm. or I have like a very tough moment that I need advice on. Mm-hmm. I want you to give it to me 110 same energy, the same energy that I've been giving it to you since day yeah. one. So, and that's how I am with everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine if I was on this podcast with somebody else and I was asking them on the podcast, am I being a bitch? They're like, no, you're just telling your truth. Like, then I would be self, I would just be in this bubble of, I'm not a bitch. I can say whatever the fuck I this want. This
1: is the tone I'm going to perceive. I don't give a fuck. I, yeah, but Omar's come. there to be
0: like, no, your tone is off. You're, you're coming off as a bitch. You're coming off as cold and hard. And I need that reality check, you know? Because if he's not going to tell me who is, somebody needs to let me know.
1: But you know what? I will say, you know, sometimes you do come off in a bitchy tone, but I really do think this is the tone that you deliver to me. So if the audience thinks that you're being bitchy, I just think you're being comfortable with me. I think this is this is how you and I have our conversation. No, it's since, true. Since day 1 we've said this. Since day 1 we've said this podcast is just um me and you having an audio recording of you and I having yeah. like our weekly conversations about our lives. This is how we talk. And so, if you come off bitchy, it's honestly I think that's just authentic you. I think I don't want you to filter it out. Mm-hmm. Um I that's what I love about you. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
0: And you're right, because I don't talk this way with my family, obviously. I don't talk this way with most of my friends. Like, this is just what comes out when I'm with Omar. Like, we all have different ways of talking to different people in our lives.
1: As you should. Yeah. As you should. You can't be one-noted with everyone.
0: No, and I'm not going to talk this way with, you know, other people. This isn't how i carry myself on the day-to-day this is just what comes out and this is what the energy i'm feeling this is i'm most comfortable i don't have to worry about this it's not that saying that this is my genuine authentic self yeah 100 percent of the time but this is part of me this is part of part of that genuine authentic self at the end of the this day this
1: is one of the many daniels
0: yeah and i'm sorry like all you're gonna see is this part because obviously i'm here with you and i'm doing this podcast but um, this isn't me 100% of the time You know what I know in my heart I'm good But my mouth is sometimes not That's the truth
1: Mood. <laughs> what did you say my mouth is not
0: <laughs> I said my heart is good Sometimes my mouth is not
1: Shit my mouth is always good <laughs> 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 Anyway That wraps up the episode That wraps up this, Let's week's, there. That wraps up this week's episode myths <laughs> <miss> and misconceptions <laughs> miss and miscon- Wait, I'm so weak Stop. I love this <laughs> Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode we mm-hmm. absolutely enjoyed it I love this episode this one
0: was good um, we
1: definitely um, talked about a lot of things we kind of showed the ugly sides of some things the mm-hmm. truth about some things that people don't talk about yeah so we hope you guys really take that grain of salt with it and enjoyed it yeah
0: um, I mean just just relax just know that this was us having hard conversations and if it's too hard then I'm sorry but or if you think we're delusional let us know You know, it's okay to call us out on our bullshit. Call us out.
1: Uh, Eh. Eh. Maybe don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wraps up this week's episode.
0: Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our socials. uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Check out the link tree in our bio to navigate to all of those platforms. Everything is going to be at President's Club Podcast. Uh, We upload every Monday. And with that... Meeting Meeting adjourned. adjourned. Bye. Bye, guys.